This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com You know, there's a famous joke. It's almost like an expression or something that unfortunately happens in many homes. There's a couple that's married 10, 20, 30 years. And they go to the rabbi and they tell the rabbi, Hey, you know, our marriage is a disaster. And the wife says, he doesn't buy me cards, he doesn't buy me gifts, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. And the rabbi says to the guy, I don't understand, like, nothing, like, nothing, why don't you, why don't you express to your wife that you love her? And the guy says, well, listen, I told her when we got married, I love you. If something changes, I'll let you know. Everything's fine. Like, I have no issues with you. Everything's great. I love you. I love you. And if anything changes, I'll just let you know. And in fact, there are three types of spouses in a certain sense. The first spouse is the one who, they're quiet, they're not complaining. You know that they love you. And if anything changes, that they'll let you know. And then there's spouses who take it to like a little bit of a different level. You know, the Torah talks about a slave. The Torah talks about an Eved Mimkar Bezdin. Which means you have a person down on his luck, he goes out, he steals... And he doesn't have the money to pay it back. So he gets arrested. They take him to Bezdin. And Bezdin will take this person and they'll sell him to an Adain, to a master, who buys him for a certain amount of years. And the money that he pays him goes to pay off the debt that this slave incurred through through this sailing that he had. So you have this slave who sold into captivity and he's sold into your house. And it comes one night, the middle of the night, middle of the winter, and you're going to sleep and it's really cold. And there's only one blanket in the house. So the question is, who gets that blanket? So this is like a very famous question, which many people think they know the answer to. Who gets the blanket if the slave and the master are fighting over the blanket? So the answer is, is that it's actually an argument. It's a machlekas. The Yushalmi says what everybody knows. The Yushalmi says that one who acquires a slave actually acquires a master. Meaning to say that the Pasuk in the Torah that says, means that it will be good for the slave better than it will be for the master. That the slave is the one who in a situation where there's only one blanket, it's going to go to the slave. The Ram comes along, the Ram says, no, that doesn't make any sense. Ki imach means you're going to be nice to him. You won't beat him up. You won't kill him. You won't do things to him that are just abusive. But to say that you have to give him your blanket, that doesn't make any sense. And the Ramam's opinion is that, no, 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 it doesn't go to the slave. In fact, it goes to the master. And when you read this, Everybody knows as school children, yeah, of course it goes to the slave, it goes to the slave. Why? Why why would it why do we say it just goes to the slave? I could understand the Rambam's position very much. Think about it, you take a living into your house, you take somebody into your house, and it's cold one night. You're paying the bills, it's your house. You're investing in them, and more than that, this person is a slave. Because they stole something. This person is not, hey, could you do me a favor and you know I just want to sleep in your house tonight? This is a person who's a thief, they stole, and now they're in your house, they're down on their luck. I get the blanket. No, 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 you're the thief. I'm the master. I should be the one to get it. So why is it that everyone always says, you know who gets it? 
yeah, the slave gets it. It's such a sentimental idea. It's beautiful. Wait, why? Why is it that we don't give it to the master? Imagine, imagine you hire a secretary. And when you sit down with the secretary, you turn to her. And you say to her, listen, I'm a very important person. I'm very busy. And the one thing that really drives me crazy, it just drives me crazy, is the middle of the winter... I hate having to go out and get my lunch. So I'm hiring you. And part of your contract is that every day at 12 o'clock, you leave the office. I don't care if it's snowing, hailing, a hurricane. You go down to the store, you get me my food, and you come back and bring it to me. So the, the person you're hiring says, yeah, great, I'm, I'm down for that. That sounds fine. Comes the first day, they go out and they do it. Comes the second day, they go out and they do it. And then the third day, it's raining. And they come up to your office and they say... You know, it's uh, it's 12 o'clock. I know I'm supposed to get your lunch, but today it's raining. I, I No lunch today. <laughs> so you say to them, um, no, no, I hired you because I don't like going out in the rain. So it's raining. Take an umbrella and go get go get my lunch. And they say, yeah, you know, it, it's not. It's, it's not. Today's not a good day because it's raining today and I don't like going out in the rain. So you say to them, look. Do you remember three days ago when I hired you, when I interviewed you, and we spoke about this? You you decided you're going to accept this job knowing that when it's raining, when it's sleeting, when it's snowing, when there's a hurricane, remember I said that? You're going to go get the lunch because I don't like going out to get the lunch. Al Daskane, you took the job. Now, Al Daskane, say the commentaries is what you take a slave into your house. When you take somebody who's down on their luck, al-daskin, you go and you take them into your house, meaning understanding that there's a concept of chesed and then there's a concept beyond chesed. And al-daskin, this is what you took this person into your home in order to give to them. Marriage is so similar so often we think to ourselves, we, we often quote the Gemari of Amos that says that the Ahafta Larecha Kamaicha, that you'll love your fellow like you love yourself, is referring to a husband and a wife because that's the only place that you could really love somebody like you love yourself. So very often people say, well, that's, that's the mitzvah of chesed. And chesed goes up until the point, this is how we pass in, that you're being taken advantage of, that somebody's just trotting on top of you. And to a certain degree, that's true. Marriage has a lot of elements of chesed. But it doesn't end there. Because al-das came, you got married. Al-das, that the baby will be crying at 2 o'clock in the morning. Al-das, that you're going to have to be dealing with medical crises. Al-das, that your spouse is going to have emotional needs, wants, and, and, and desires that she's going to need to get things from you. And al-das, that your husband is going to get a little cold and just say, hey, it's all over. I can't go to work today. And you're going to look at him and say, I don't understand. Al-Das came, you got married. You got married, Al-Das, that you understand that your spouse is different than you. And they have different wants, needs, and desires than you have. And there's going to be times that are not going to be very easy. Al-Das came, you get married. At MarriagePro.co, we give you all the skills and tools that you could understand what it means to be a spouse, what it means to give the other person from yourself, what it means to give unconditionally exactly what the person needs from you. Al-Das came, we get married. 
And a big part of that marriage is understanding. It's not just about turning to your spouse and saying to them, look, I love you. And if anything changes, you'll be the first one to know. No, no, no. Marriages run on expressions of positivity. And then there's the guy who walks into the house and says, okay, I could embrace that. He drops flowers on the table every Arab Shabbos. And he says, all right, honey, have a good Shabbos. And then there's the guy who recognizes that I got married to bring this to another level. I'm going to express things through a card, through a gift, through something special every week, every day, every month, every year. And it's not just going to be a continuity of, yeah, I got married and when things get rough, I'm out of here. And even when things are good, she just should know, I love you and if something changes. Because that is not how we build marriages. We build marriages through expressions of positivity, of constant reinforcement, of building the other person up, and of really knowing what they need and how to give it to them. And when you're able to do that, then you're going to take your marriage to a level that you never thought possible and that your children are going to feel something in the house that is just going to be unbelievable. They're going to feel mommy and daddy love each other. And there's a a feeling of positivity that you are bringing into your home. And when you're able to do that, you're going to witness tremendous Hatzlacha in your marriage. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.